No, that is any of your business, but... Nay, it's showtime. And leave me to my lotions. Oh, the floor just cracked. I believe I might fall. That sounds like a real cow shitting. Yeah. It's like that scene in a scary movie free where it's just like we've got some disturbing images of extraterrestrial life and it's just like a fucking field where two horses are constantly shitting and it's just like an alien, a man in an alien suit walks past and, it's like, and the TV reporter is like, hmm, very, very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's some other footage and it's like just like the camera's sort of focused on two dogs like humping each other and then like a dude in an alien suit walks by and he's just like hmm very very disturbing <laughs> and then you see this alien just straight out parting of everyone and everyone's vomiting and it's like these are very disturbing images ah <laughs> uh, yes uh, send flowers to their bitches and hoes. <laughs> that was my favorite fucking scene in that movie. <laughs> the actual Wu-Tang Clan shows up and then they start killing each other. And it's like, they died for their country. Send flowers to their bitches and hoes. <laughs> President of the United States, why is this a Domino pizza? Get this Domino pizza bullshit out of my house. Ozplay is not sponsored by Domino's Pizza. Yeah, well, when that, you're that much is pretty bar, obvious. Like you don't like you don't seem to understand how bad Domino's and Pizza Hut pizzas are until you've like had like an actual pizza shop pizzas. Oh no, I've had actual pizza shop pizzas, and I can yeah, I, I can know. attest firsthand that Domino's pizza is fucking garbage. Like I I thought Domino's pizza was fine. I, Not Domino's good. It's fine. Like, no, it's like a like a it's like a edible. cheap. I don't want to deal with anything. I don't want to deal with life right now. Kind of like pizza, fine. And it's like, oh yeah, like when I got Final Fantasy fourteen and all the DLCs for free for order accidentally ordering a whole bunch of pizzas. <laughs> and I still caught it's still an accident because it was never intended to go through. But here we are. I had I picked it up and it's like it's all. Mm, but yeah. And it, the pizzas are shit. Like, they're absolutely shit. And, like, working at a pizza joint for so long and, like, you eat the pizzas there regularly. Like, I like the pizzas there. And it's kind of weird for me to enjoy the food at the place I work because I eat it so often you think you get sick of it. So, no, it's like if once they're, like, properly done, it's like, nah, these are good. I'll keep eating this shit. These are good. Like, I remember... At one of my old pizza jobs, it's like, yeah, you can have a free pizza whenever, you, like, when you like work and shit like that. And you're like, that's cool and, and all, but I don't really want it. Well, no, it's like when I first started, I'm like, fuck yeah, free pizza and all that sort of stuff. And it got to a point where I'm like, I don't really like your pizzas. Like, you pass up free pizza. You're like, I, it costs you nothing. You don't even have to make it. It's just given to you. And you're like, nah, nah, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, nah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, and this one is like, you want a pizza? I'm like, yeah, fucking, I'll take a pizza. I'll take a fucking Euros pizza. Give me a fucking lamb Euros pizza. I'm down for that shit. Give me a pig and ink pizza. That's my favorite. It's just squid rings. 
hold up. I'm going to pull up because it sounds disgusting. Um, but it's actually like really tasty. Um, apparently we have a fucking what? Apparently we have a fucking, do we? Mm. Yeah, we Just have a, a singular a fu- fucking. A, a individual fuckering. No, not a fuckering, a fucking. Uh, oh, we got footy deals going. Oh, okay, that's going to be fucking busy. Uh, pig and ink. It's got tomato base, uh, cheese kransky, squid rings, onion, capsicum, topped with sweet chili sauce. And it sounds bad. That sounds like shit shouldn't work, but it yeah, tastes it so fucking appalling. good. We even have smoked salmon pizzas, uh, chicken tandoori pizzas, prosciutto pizzas. The chicken fajita is a pizza that I want to try because it looks tasty, but I never have. So it comes with cheese, onion, fresh tomatoes, capsicums, mushroom, olives, jalapenos, chicken, corn, topped with fresh lettuce, avocado, mayo, and American mustard. You know one of the weirdest pizzas I've had that actually did taste really good? Mm. It was... It was lamb chunks, rocket, raisins, parmesan cheese on, like, a tomato base. That kind of reminds me of, like... Yeah, it was rocket parmesan like, cheese, know- sultanas, and lamb. But it wasn't like lamb it's mints, like, it was lamb chunks. It's like you know you get some like good Afghan food. Like you know people make some good Afghan food when they put raisins in the rice. I don't know why I love it, but it tastes so good. It just like, works. Yeah, it's but not it, for me. it works, but it only works if you do it right. It's very yeah. easy to do wrong, I think. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, you can't just get raisins, mixed rice, and that's it. It's like there's a specific way it's prepared, but it tastes so fucking good. It's one of those things that shouldn't work, but it does. And that's the crazy thing. It's like, yeah, it it shouldn't be fine, but, oh, man, it tastes so good. But uh, it just works. It most definitely does not. Yeah. But that's the thing, like as I said, pig and ink, like squid rings, not even like calamari rings. We just get squid, we cut it up into squid rings and we throw that on the pizza and cook it and fucking bam. We have one guy who literally orders uh, tomato base, cheese and mayo. That's it. All right, that's whack. And like I'm sitting there The funny thing is I sit there and go, that's fucking whack. But then if he had chicken to it, I'd like, yeah, that's reasonable. (laughs) And it's just, well, no, it's just, that's the thing. Like, the guys is like, I just want tomato base, cheese, and uh, mayonnaise. And my boss is like, yeah, it's pretty good. You should try it. I think he's trying to bait me. <laughs> like, Well, someone, someone consistently orders it, so at least one person thinks it's good. Yeah, but this guy's a dick. Oh, okay. This guy, like that guy, this guy or your lives- boss? This guy, the guy who orders it. Oh. Like, he literally orders... Oh, he, is he, he the... Lives, wait, who's the dude trying to get you to do it? Him? The boss. The oh, boss okay. was like, no, it's good. You should try it. I'm like, mm. I don't think it is. But, like, this guy is an absolute dick because he lives 20 minutes away, like, literally at the very edge of the delivery range, and he orders, like, 15 minutes to close. Oh. So we still have to... Like, still where we take, we close deliveries at, like, 10 minutes before close. He orders, like, 15 minutes, and we still have to cook all the food 
and he, he orders a fuck ton of shit. So we had to cook it all, and then I have to drive out there and drive back. And it's like, fuck you. And he even has the fucking nerve to be like, oh, there's like 20 cents left. And he's like, oh, you can have that. And I'm sitting there going like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this 20 cents. Doesn't even tip. pay for the petrol. Like usually, usually when people are like, oh, there's only like 10, 20 cents. Like, oh, no, that's right. You can have it. It's usually fine. Because, like, these people is like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Like, they're not making a big deal out of it. It's like, just don't worry. You can have it. Oh, and these I'm guys not are having- like, I'm going to give it to you. Yes. My, the guy's like, my I'm entrusting this 20 cents to you that you spent. Like, when your parents give you pocket money when you're very young and they know you're just going to run to the shop and buy candy with it, but they're like, here's your pocket money. Don't spend it all in one fucking place. That's like- I remember the back in the days when I got pocket money when, like, when fucking Blockbuster and all that shit was still around. How could I remember hiring PlayStation 1 games from the video store? Like, that's what I would do with my pocket money. Like, I got like five bucks pocket money. All I had to do was to clean up my room, in which I didn't. I just shoved everything everywhere else <laughs> to make it look on initial impression that it's clean and I just like here you go and I'm like hey, 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 hey. and then I'll take that money go down to the video store like hire a movie a game and then get something hire a movie or a game get like an ice cream or something to drink and that sort of stuff and then just go back home and play and watch a movie like for five bucks I'm like that's fucking cool and this is where I got most of my horror movies from is because uh, we would have like a every Friday night, we would have like a movie night for the whole family. And usually the parents will pick a movie and we all sit and watch or we get to pick a movie and we all sit and watch. And there's so many like films that had these like, like we'll all be sitting as a family watching and we're watching like a horror film. And me and my sister are sitting with my mom and dad and we're just not thinking like ahead of time. It's like we're watching like a M-A-R-rated horror film and there's just blatant sex scenes and there's just nothing but awkwardness. Like, oh, uh, no, no, I don't want to watch, no. Just and don't make eye contact. The, uh, like, we're all watching the TV screen and it's like, oh, no, nah, nah, uh, I didn't hire this film. That was you who hired it and that sort of stuff. I remember my sister, she was like dead set on getting this movie called I Spit on Your Grave. Dead set in it. She's like, oh man, it's gonna be so good. Like it's been banned for like fifteen or so years or some shit like that. So you know it's good. Not realizing that it's been banned for like fifteen or so years. This is an old as fuck film. And then she watched it, and it's like literally she's like, like wow, nineteen seventy fucking old film. Yeah, it was like fucking old, and it's like, oh man, this movie kind of sucks. I was like, I spit on your grave. When was its initial? 1978. Jesus, that's old. Yeah. And it was like banned for so long. And oh, yeah, it was just like, didn't think it through. It's like, it's been banned for so many years and yada, yada, yada. And then some other times we'll go over to our friend's ha- place. Um, her name's Haley. We'll, she literally lived like two houses down and her dad was just like, what fucking R-rated film did you guys want to watch? And it's like, 
<laughs> the one with the monster downstairs. Like, oh, fuck, I don't know which one is. Just go get a, like any horror film and I'll get it for you. And we just watch like R-rated, get him to get the R-rated horror films and watch that like grotesque shit. <laughs> and it's like, fuck yeah. And oh man, that's where most of my horror experiences come from. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of tits in the, uh, in this movie from what I can see. Yeah. In I Spent in Your Grave. Yeah. Well, it's about a chick who was like gang raped and then left for dead and she didn't die. So she came back and killed every single one of them. There was even a scene where like the chick just straight up cuts off some dude's dick. Like right in like full fucking, you can see all the slice happening and all that sort of full, stuff. Full frontal Whoa. dick removal. Full frontal dick removal in a bathtub. And he's all like, oh, no, my penis. And she just locks him in there and he bleeds to death. <laughs> huh. Like, she, she like, Imagine she Imagine bleeding around. out due to dick removal. <laughs> uh, no, and thanks. Like, power good. to her. Man, if I was gang raped and left for dead, I would fucking. What? What? Oh, that's so fucking bad. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> There's a movie that came out in 2019 called I Spit on Your Grave, subtitle Deja Vu. Oh, no. Literally, subtitle to that is AKA Day of the Woman, Deja Vu. Vengeance, thy name is woman. (laughs) What the fuck? I think someone's missing the point. Or someone's intentionally memeing it. That's also possible. Like mother, like daughter, I spit on your grave, deja vu. Oh, my God. I have to watch this film now just to see how fucking bad it is because- It, it sounds like it's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, I can understand, like, making a sequel to I Spit on Your Grave, but- There's two sequels. But that sounds like a meme, not an actual sequel. This is not actually. This doesn't seem like an actual sequel. This just seems like just shit. I mean, like people will pump this shit out. That's that's fair enough. Like yeah. anything for a quick buck. But oh, it's the dick cutting scene. <laughs> Video nasties, they call it. Oh my god! Wait. All right, cool. I'm gonna put this in our Discord because there. I, it's gonna go in general because it's not actually seeing anything. You just see a guy with a bloody lap in a, in a bath because obviously <laughs> they can't. He can't be like, oh no, all that. He's like, oh, oh, oh no, and you'll oh, just leave no. everyone to guess what's he doing there. Yeah. Why is Chris bleeding? Anyway, <laughs> other than horror films, uh, we are Oz plays. Yes, uh, SV cheats. Slash one, a, a gaming podcast. Yeah, sometimes uh, we talk about will. video games on this podcast. We talk about video games and pop culture. We're hip to it. We we've got the Funko Pops. We've got it all, boys. I've got a fun. I I got Funko Pops, but like I don't collect Funko Pops. I just get Funko Pops of shit. I think it's cool, like the Resident Evil stuff. That's it. I have three Funko Pops. One of May that was given to me. And then one of Nemesis and then one of the liquor from Resident Evil. That's it. And then like 
I have them like sitting around my house. I can't remember who asked me, but they're like, why did you open it? I'm like, the fuck? What? Yeah, and, Why the, did and you- people are like, it's worth more if you don't open it. Yes, like, yeah, but I'm not using them for resale. I'm using them to fucking. It's, it's not even that, but when you sell things to be collectibles, I don't think that gives it any inherent value other than the recommended retail price. Like, you can have like artificial rarity where you're just like i'm only making 10 of these and then people pay from what that but if you're selling like these funko pops in mass at shop there's gonna be no like fucking higher resale value it's just it also i'm joined here with alex hey and jaden fuck you and jesus no jesus he's on holiday he's he's, he's he's a bit shy he's on holiday <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah, he's about to die, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> he's on holiday. Yeah, he's just about to get crucified. There's a Bible quote that I need to double check this is a thing or not. Um, I can't remember exactly word for word. Um, keep doing this in remembrance of me. Okay. Isn't it, and uh-huh. do this in remembrance of me? No, it's keep doing this in remembrance of me. Luke. Twenty two nineteen. So when I saw that, I thought was like, keep killing me. Like, keep up this crucifying in remembrance of me. But it's actually like, no, it's it's <laughs> That's not what they meant. Break the bread. <laughs> but it's when you break the bread. And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it. I thought, but like someone sent me in my uh, letterbox. Oh, by the way, if we've been absent, it's because I've recently moved. I'm, I am now living in a nice big place with all the fancy doodaddies. Um, but someone left like a letter in my letterbox, handwritten and everything. It's all like, hey, uh, if you want to join our Christian Zoom call, um, just let us know and we will do this Zoom call thing where we celebrate the death of Jesus. Yeah, it's called, it's a celebration of the death of Jesus. But it's not Whoa, like he's gone. It's it's not like we're celebrating the f- that he's dead as a good thing. It's like we're celebrating this because it's a sacrifice thing. Anyone on a surface level will see that going celebrating, you know, the death of Jesus. Keep doing this in remembrance of me. What's going on? <laughs> Is this guy a fucking sat- sadist? But um, yeah, handwritten uh, everything. It's like yeah, that one. That's it. It's like oh fucking god. But yes, um. Jaden, what about your week? Tell us about your, your week, your your month or so in uh, what you've been doing. I've been playing Dragon Ball and Skyrim and doing uni stuff. Fantastic. Uh, that Alex. pretty much covers it. Oh, no, <laughs> I also have been playing Total War Warhammer to change things up. Yeah. I have been playing Dragon Ball with Jaden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex has and actually started playing-, playing Dragon Ball again. Yeah, I've... Uh- I've also been playing Total War Warhammer 2 to change things up. Have I got the Hello. fuck off? <laughs> have I am I the only one who's got stuff to talk about? Well, I, I, did- I actually do have something to talk about that's not a not a direct copy of Jaden's. because uh, I know for a fact Jaden doesn't have this game. I have been enjoying uh Sea of Thieves. Ah, I have done something and I know it's a direct not a direct copy of Jaden, and I'm sitting there like this was pretty funny because I saw Alex playing it 
um, and like a few days after I was late at night and we hadn't communicated at all. Me and Alex both started Dragon's Dogma this week. <laughs> Wait, you guys playing Dragon's Dogma as well? Yes. yes. I'm also playing Dragon's Dogma. Well, I've, I've played like the opening mission and I saw Alex had been playing it for about the same time. Like you also just like opened the starting wasn't I mission. Streaming it? I was streaming it to one of you. It was Because I was playing it before. I was talking mad shit to you. Oh, that's, oh, that's probably right, why yeah. I like, started playing it. No, no, I, was, like, I started playing because I'm like, man, I've I've got the original Dragon's Dogma. I think it was on the Xbox 360, and I beat it. I beat it there, and I'm like, man, I had a lot of fun with that game. But I don't have the Dark Arisen DLC, but I do have that on PC, so I might as well go and actually boot it up and try beating the Dark Arisen on PC. I think you can only get Dark Arisen now. Yeah, you can. You yeah. can't get the original. It's the same yeah. as Dark, the original Dark Souls. Only the prepared to die edition existed and now only the uh, remastered, remastered exists. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I you have know both Dragon's versions. Dogma has the most fucking metal soundtrack but you fucking they hide it? What do you mean they hide well, it? It's pretty right up I there. Can, I can think of a number of games with poor metal soundtrack. Well, no, no, no. But, uh, Here's, here it is. Um... <laughs> Doom. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. I'll, I'll find it later. I'll show it to you after the podcast. But yeah, I've also been playing Dragon's Dogma a little bit, like fucking like the first mission. Like just started it. Yeah. And um... Did you complete yeah, no, so the playing... prologue with the Manticore? Yes, I did. I completed the prologue with the Manticore. I've gotten through the um, the Cyclops. I'm just... I'm now in... Um, I think it's oh, Granaries? Well, you're further than me then, because I literally yeah. just beat the Cyclops. Yeah. So I'm I'm already at the first city, which is sort of like the main hub of the game. I got yeah, that impression. I, I beat yeah. the Cyclops and then I paused it. <laughs> we all just did this like the first mini boss and then gave up. <laughs> Not gave up. I was like, that was the end of my game session, and then I just haven't picked it up yeah, because well, there's been a lot of other stuff I've been uh, chunking down. Right, well, in why my don't you library. explain what you've been doing? Because you've obviously been doing more than us. Yeah, all right, so. so- Three main things I'm going to talk about. Okay. One, I'm going to talk about about how much I love, but can't actually spoil it because it makes no sense. Second, I'm going to talk about something I enjoyed and going to spoil because it makes sense. And thirdly, I'm going to talk about. It. So, first of all, uh, this is a PSA to anyone out there who owns a PlayStation Four. Uh, if you own a PlayStation Four. Go buy 13 Sentinel Ages Rim. Go go buy that game. If you love sci-fi in any way, shape, or form, it is one of it is the best sci-fi story I've seen in the last decade. Uh it's uh, basically made by a group called Vanillaware, which seem to make exclusively PlayStation stuff, which I think like hurts this game a little bit because not many people are playing it Uh, mainly because it is a mixture of a sort of uh, like a RTS, a real-time strategy uh, with a visual novel. In fact, the game is broken up. So 13 Sentinels is broken up into three sections. You have Remembrance, which is the visual novel story aspect. You have Destruction, which is the gameplay aspect. And then you have Analysis, which is basically you go through all the stuff you've experienced and you can piece the story together there. 
this game is fucking fantastic. I am so upset that I slept on it for so long until I basically came through the Discord one day. You know, you know what? I'm gonna make myself. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a hundred dollar bet myself that this game is good because someone people recommending it to me, which I trust, saying like they think it is the best game of 2020. And I'm sitting there like, okay, but in Australia, that game never goes on sale. So it's $100 straight up. And that was pretty much the deterrent for me for the longest time. It's like, that's $100 I'm sinking into this game. Right. And that was the bet um, you were making was, all right, lots of and people that was are doing bet. it. I'll make the bet and buy the game and see if I enjoy it. Well, that's the thing. Not many people were doing it at all. Like, the like the few people that I do follow were like, I love this game. This game's great. You go buy it. You will enjoy it, that sort of stuff. Only a few people were saying that. It's kind of like sort of went under the radar, but it's such a fantastic game. Like Enough people were saying it that you noticed, but it wasn't enough to, for you to immediately go, yeah, this is definitely. It wasn't enough for me to go, yeah, okay, let's, let's put this in. It's like, you know what? I feel like I can trust these people with $100 of my money. So I'm going to make a $100 bet that this game is good. And holy shit, is it worth it? Like, it's about 25 to 30 hours long. Uh, the story is phenomenal. It is fucking fantastic. Uh, the main issue that I had starting off with the game is that they throw so many characters at you that it's a bit intimidating. Like... The characters are sort of drip-fed to you. All these 13 characters are drip-fed to you over the game. And uh, you can do any one of their missions, like you can do any one of their stories, but they're broken up into segments. And, for example, if I was to go to uh, Natsuno Manami, which is my favorite character, she's like the most coolest, well, not coolest in the sense like she's very laid back, she's very bubbly, has a great personality sort of thing. Like you can do probably three chapters of her story out of five before the game goes, all right, to continue the story, you need to unlock this story from this character or you need to get to this mission in the gameplay stuff. So that's how the game stops you from... The game has a way of telling the story and... Instead of you completing one like one character's story all the way to the end, it puts po- like a uh, locked points. Was like, hey, you've gotten this far with this character. If you want to continue with this character, you need to now do this character's story. Yeah, you got your split the character part. work up. Yeah, and it looks and feels a bit intimidating up front, but thinking of it sort of like. Like, if you just sort of, like, sit back and just go, all right, so as much as this game has given me that sort of freedom of choice to tell the story how I want, it's pretty much uh, just a regular story, except I'm it's given me the option to select the next story in the line. And I think that's pretty cool in the sense of it gives you that freedom of choice to explore all these different characters. And as you play along, you go, you start piecing together like, oh, this character interaction that happened in this story, I can continue that, that point of the story, but from a different character's perspective and stuff like that. And it's really fucking good. Like I really, really fucking love it because it will – drop a bombshell on you 
it would just fucking hit you with a bombshell. And then it's just like, all right, now you can't progress with this bombshell until you've done this. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh, I need to get that done. And it's like the carrot on the stick sort of thing. And it's like, now you go over here and you do this. And it's like, and then that drops a bombshell. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, I need to go do this now. And then like, it's, it's does that well enough that it never feels like it's just dumping so much on you. But at the same time, always raises the stakes. And it also doesn't feel like you're just constantly being railroaded. Yeah, it d- doesn't feel like being railroaded. It raises the stakes all the time without them getting stupid. It's more of this like the bombshells are a small like story element, which is like, oh shit, this now make like this. If I piece these and these together, this now makes sense. And the a negative I can think of with that is it gets to a part where I figured something out, but the game still acts as if I haven't figured it out. Right, and you're stuck there until the game's like, yeah. You, oh no, no, it doesn't. It, do, it doesn't sort of stuck there. It's like even at the very end of the game, it's like, oh, they're so, like this thing is uh, unknown and ambiguous, and you're sitting there like, no, no, it's not. Well, it's not because like I've pieced these things together, and as much as I want to like tell you what they are, I can't tell you without going into like a fucking deep dive as to what's happened. But, like, I'm sitting here going, like, oh, my God, this is, like, so fucking good. And everything makes sense. Even though sometimes the game straight up lies to you. Like, there is one action the game does, which is a a straight up lie, a straight up misleading lie. But to the characters, it's not. It's just intentionally done to mislead you, the player. No, no, like, so, like, the characters think, like, what's happening is real, even though you know it's not. Ah. And that's why and that's why I feel like it's done it. But I'm sitting there going, like, that's a lie. And the character, but it's not to that point where the characters could know. That have, well, I've, I've figured out why this particular thing is a lie in someone else's storyline. But to these people, it's... Like, they don't know. Thus, they think, like, this is what the re- this is what it is, when it isn't. It, it do be like that, but it ain't, sort of thing. So that's, that's the thing. The game sort of, like, you get that cross-up between, oh, look, you know, this character doesn't know what's happening, but you've been with this character that does. So the story still treats that character as if it's still going on just in case you've decided to go with this part of the story first. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, that's such a lie. But I I can understand. But as I said, the story is fucking great. I love it. And I feel it gets away with its ending very, very well in the sense of, like, I... I am a fan of when, like, not so much like when the good guys lose, but when all is not, like, all is not lust, but it's when a it's bittersweet. When it's not a perfect ending. When it's not a perfect ending, like a realistic ending. 
but this game has a very uplifting ending and it's and for other games it kind of seems out but this game earns it really well because of how like because of its story the what the story is all about like they deserve this happy ending and it's just like such like a heartfelt real nice happy ending where i'm just like that's fucking amazing i love it it's one of the few happy endings that I like because it's so earned. And and that's the one major thing I like about this game is the story. The gameplay is great. And then it's just like, oh, man, I love the gameplay and all, but I just want to get back to the story. <laughs> and the story and the story is just like, you need to get to this level in the gameplay in order to progress. And I'm just like, I'm loving the gameplay. And you're sitting there like, but fuck, I, love- I want to. <laughs> it's like, I love playing the game, but fuck, like, I want to get back to that story. That story's got me hooked like a crack fiend, like an actual crack fiend, like waiting for another fix. I was like, I need more story. I must kill fucking Kaiju fucking kaiju be damned if fucking Natsune Minami doesn't get back with her alien robot in time. I'll be damned. And and the one thing that really I, I was really weird about, because since this is a Japanese game, uh, all the names are in Japanese. And I'm not fantastic with Japanese names. But it gets it got to a point where like even I'm dealing with thirteen different characters, I can now remember all their names, most of their last names as well. But it's like, oh man, like it, they have such a great way of their storytelling in which I pay like essential uh, attention to these characters, which like yes, this 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 I could pick up. But um, the story, as I said, fucking fantastic gameplay fucking great uh even though it's fairly simplistic so it's like an isometric view of a two square kilometer part of a city and your characters are kind of represented in like eight bit pixels and the kaiju the daimos are represented in the same way but uh which goes into another thing uh, when you select your abilities, it has like an animation of your sentinel doing that attack. So you don't see that attack happen. It's more of like a, there's a small visual representation, but not a detailed one. Yeah. It's still in the pixel art sort of thing. Yeah. And, but when you go to select your attack, there's a little animation in the bottom right hand corner that shows your um, sentinel's attack. And I think that's fucking great because then it's not only saves them having to do that within the interaction of the world, but seeing that attack just makes you picture how that attack is being done. So it gives you that visual representation of what the ability looks like. And then when you do it, you can just imagine that, like for me, like the thing came to my mind was like me imagining the Sentinel doing that very same animation, but on this Kaiju. And that I think is fucking great. Um, and plus the artwork to this game is fucking phenomenal. There is so much detail. I think I linked up some screens 
before in this discord about it but there is so much detail in these worlds so much detail in the art i'll pull up a quick thing just for yes you definitely gushed about it yeah. Um, the art of 13 sentinels definitely makes me want to get into the game just off the aesthetic alone like it is and, very pretty and this isn't just like like this art just isn't like a one-off thing like no this is like like a hundred percent consistent mm. like i'll show i'll put this picture of uh Uzunami in his classroom like it is consistent the entire way through like the the mad level of detail in these like areas are just fucking like crazy good and as it's a hundred percent consistent and you get that sort of styled artwork of your sentinel doing an attack which makes it even better but yeah it's fucking great the music oh my God, the music is fucking solid. Like, there's this one track that I've been listening to, like, almost every day since I beat it, and it's called uh, Lysine. It's one of the battle themes, and it just fucking slaps. No, I'll do you one better. It fucks. This track fucks, and it's just (laughs) so good. That's Um, the description, is it? Yeah. Uh, 13 Sentinels Lysine. Like, just listening to it is just so fucking... Like, it's... It's just, it's just a battle theme. And it's just... Oh, I just love it. Especially how it just picks up and all that sort of stuff. I'll chuck that in the Discord as well. And, like, not just that, but, like, most of the other battle music as well. Especially, like, one song I like. So, the two... My two favorite songs from this game is Lysine and Buddies. Buddies is a track that plays with uh, Natsune and uh, her robot slash alien BJ. It's a weird name, but it's it's how it is. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just so fucking good. Like, I can listen to this, like, OST all day long. It's just fucking great. Like, the amount of effort put into this game compared to the amount of like exposure it's getting like everywhere i'm seeing like looking at reviews and stuff people are praising it but it's it has it's not getting the sales i think it deserves and i think that's mainly because it's stuck on the ps4 i'll also say it's not getting the sales it deserves because it's styled like an anime that is true. The visual, the visual novel aspect of it, I feel, is what would, uh, yeah, cross a lot of people off. Yeah, the visual like, aspect of it, and the fact that you know, it, it's it's in Japan. Like, I went to Google to look up some uh to some stuff, and I noticed that some people were giving it one star reviews. And one of the one star reviews was some fucking retard complaining about it being in Japanese. Like, why are all the characters' names in Japanese? I don't understand. Well, that's the thing, like... <laughs> you you got to remember, you got dumb shits like that that also so, populate the Earth. So this story takes place in a few areas, mainly in Japan, but it starts in eras. So you have 1945, 1985, uh, 2105, 
uh, no, 2045, I think 2105, and another one. Uh, no, that's sector zero. So you have multiple errors of time. But, like, how this game handles that, fucking phenomenal. Like, I don't want to spoil it because I said it requires a bit of a deep dive, but how it handles the whole time errors is fucking fantastic. And it makes so much sense. It even gets to a point where an event happened in 1945 and, but it had no last. So what happened was Kaiju. So essentially what the game starts off is Kaiju invade in, I believe it's 2040, 2065, I think, 2065, 2045. Mm -hmm. Kaiju invade there, and people basically uh, shifted through different areas of time to try and stop the invasion happening in 2045 or 2065. And then something happens when the the Kaiju all of a sudden invade 1945 but and then shifted into 1985 but there's no record of that ever happening and then like some things progress and I'm like this is the case this is what I think it is and then it's just like that moment of satisfaction when you're like fuck I was right I was right the game didn't even tell me and I was just right (laughs) I'm fucking happy about it and it was just great and it just comes down to like how they handle t- the whole time travel stuff. It's fucking fantastic. The music's fucking great. The artwork's great. The story is like the like if you like or even remotely interested in either anime or it's just not even anime per se. It is anime in the sense you've like you've got mechs and Japanese school students. Kind of ne- it, it's almost Neon Genesis esque. Let's let's just go ahead and like mm-hmm. say fucking if you were looking for the greatest sci-fi story of the decade, here it is. Like I honestly can't think of a better sci-fi story. Yeah. Like this story is as I said, like other than like the original Terminator series, which I do really like, but that's more of an action thing. Mm-hmm. This as a narrative, I think is the best I've seen. Yeah. Like I can't think of anything that beats this because like the way the game treats the the player, they don't treat you like you're stupid. They don't spell shit out for you. They basically give you the information and you slowly piece it together. And how it treats it treats the the player with like a sense of intelligence and maturity. And that's what I really like about how the story is. That plus the story is fucking great. Like it is grim. It is dark, but it is also great. And it seems kind of weird in the sense of like it's a grim, dark story when it's just a whole bunch of like high school kids fighting kaiju in mech robots. That's actually not what the story is about. And there's so much story that's happening outside the battles, which is just what's actually going on. And it's just like, if you think about it, literally, uh, this is the only sort of spoily thing 
I'm going to say, but it's not even spoil. I, I could tell you what it is, and you still won't get it. But humankind will die because one person was pissed off. Huh. One person was super pissed off and a bit salty and then caused something which affected humanity's chance of survival. So what you're saying is someone played a game of League of Legends and went a bit too far. Someone played a game a bit of League of Legends and had some idea of how to code stuff <laughs> and decide, you know what? I'm a f- like, not even like fuck over the entirety of the project. Just like, I'm going to fuck over the project by doing this. And the weird thing is the game is like, the game treats this problem as non-consequential to a degree because it's like, oh, if this is the case, then why don't we just, you know, have a do-over? And it's like, yeah, we can have a do-over and we'll just keep doing that until we win. And it's like, wait a second. Wait, we can't keep doing this over till we win. And it's like, why is that? It's like, here's this story element, which we've been trying to tell you this entire time. Kind of like Catherine and Simon when Catherine's just like, the coin toss doesn't exactly exist, Simon. You're just a fucking idiot that's not understanding. And Simon's like, ah! <laughs> and it's just like, because of this, uh, we're going to die. And it's like, oh, shit. It, it makes something inconsequential, very consequential with just one bit of information. So, yes, 13 Sentinels, great artwork, great story, uh, great gameplay. Uh, I It's the first PlayStation game I've ever platinumed. Well, that says like, something. Yeah, mm. it's the first game I've ever platinumed. I'm like, I have to. It's just that good. So, if you have a PlayStation 4, I uh, don't know if you can get it on the PS5 store, but if you can get your hands on 13 Sentinel Ages Rim, do it. The game is so worth your time. Even if you're remotely interested in sci-fi or visual novels, give it a shot. Like, you would not be disappointed. It's a fucking great game. It's it's not on PC. That's, it's uh, not. No. That's, that's, that's it's only on PlayStation. Yeah. It's it's the one thing that's stopping me getting the game. Otherwise, I would go out and buy that shit in a heartbeat. I said, like, that's, that's the issue I feel is coming. It's so limited to the... I, I will see if it's on the PlayStation 5. Uh, Ferning, Sentinels, Aegis Rim, PS5? But just that by itself, exclusives tend to have a significantly lower... Uh, what's it called? Um, just learn about games. I don't want to play it on the PS5. Yeah, so it, it is on the PS5. Yeah. Um... There, even though I, there's, I, I sent a picture in this Discord a while ago, and even though this game in its, oh, calm down, you can calm the fuck down. Even though this game is simplistic in its like design during the battle stuff, there are parts where my PS4 is fucking choking, <laughs> like actually shitting the bed. And I'll imagine making a visual novel that looks so good it craps out the, the co- no, console. No, no, it's not the visual novel part. It's the gameplay part. I put it in the general chat, and this is just like 
when it decides to upload, it's what I'm about to send you is a picture of the gameplay where I'm fighting. Uh, I think it's seventeen thousand actual kaiju. Oh, not to mention this game's final mission is a fucking gold star. Like a hundred percent, the final mission in this game is fucking fantastic. It's a very good end send off. Like the final mission of the game is basically the one thing that the gameplay does is it introduces new elements slowly over time. Mm. And then it, it does what I like about game designs when they introduce new elements and then they test you. They basically go, all right, here's what you learned. Now put what you learned into action. Otherwise you're not going to win. And that's how they increases the difficulty. It increases the difficulty by testing what you know, what you yeah, understand. And it, it keeps adding new things. It's like here, we'll add thing one and then you'll need to make sure you're decent at thing one and then in the second one it's here we'll add thing two and you need to make sure you're you're decent at thing two and slightly better at thing three and then by the end of the game you're like you know you're at area 16 it's like well you better know you remember all 16 things fucker well it's not even all 16 things per se it's just like but that's kind of it the point because because you're at chapter 16 and you've been building them up so slowly you've got 16 things that you're comfortable using it's it's more of the degree of like it teaches you how to deal with certain enemies and then it goes all right so here's the new challenge of enemies that we're going to deal with you we've taught you how to deal with them now how can you uh go about with this situation so it's not so much mechanics. It's basically like, all right, here's this certain enemy and here's what works best against it. Kind of like how Doom Eternal goes, all right, here's this weapon and here's what this weapon is effective against. And I know what you mean you, theoretically, but I haven't played yeah, Eternal. Doom Eternal. Yeah, but it's basically like, hey, if you're running low on ammo, use the chainsaw to get ammo. And it's like, okay, that's a small mechanic. It's a simple mechanic. And but the game then starts challenging that mechanic and seeing how much you've actually understood of it. And the final mission is just an absolute fucking like it was it's intense, but it's not like super difficult in terms of bullshit. Yeah, it's intense but not broken intense. It's just Yes, and it's just fucking great. Like I played through that last mission, I think four or five times. Because I just loved it that much. Oh, that's pretty good. So, yeah, that's uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. If you can get it on the PS4, PS5, do it. Uh, I I would love to see it come to other consoles, but I think VanillaWare is a PlayStation exclusive uh, company, which is because all they've really made is stuff for... Oh, they're published by Atlas and Sega. So that's the one thing I'm not too sure about is like most of their games mm. are pretty much on PlayStation consoles exclusively from what I've seen. But yeah, it's it's a fucking fantastic game. Definitely go about getting your hands on that if you can. Uh, but like the asking price, like it is a full price game. And seeing so little people talk about it, uh, you can't really 
Like not a lot of people are talking about it in which it gets to the point where it's like you can't really You don't see like, it and immediately go, yeah, this seems like hidden gem or something this like is, that. Yeah. You know. And so like every every it. person that I've seen talk about it is like this game's fucking phenomenal, go get it. But unfortunately there's not a lot of people talking about it, so it's not well seen. And that's the sort of thing. Like this game deserves to be seen more. And like the game deserves success because it definitely go it it's definitely it's a a new property that isn't just like rehashed old crap that most people are doing these days. So that's uh 13 Sentinels Ages Rim. Uh the other game I've been playing is a weird game per se. Uh, it got recommended to me uh, purely because of its voice acting. Mm-hmm. It's a game called Adios. Adi- Ad- Adios? Adios? Adios. It's a... Uh, it's a weird... All right. So the description for the game is a pig farmer decides he no longer wants to dispose... Uh, wants to dispose of bodies for the mob. What follows is a discussion between him and the would-be killer. So it's literally you're a pig farmer and uh, you dispose of bodies for the mob. So the hitman uh, hired by the mob or whatever comes to the farm and he gives you the bodies and you, the farmer and the hitman, are actually like really good friends. Even though you're basically polar opposites of people, like opposites of each other, like the super high quality voice acting really sells that these two people are actually like good friends. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing. And I can't. Okay. So here's a review that I think explains the game incredibly well, because I don't know how else to explain it in terms of feeling. All right. So the review is, this game feels like a final walk around a house before you move, seeing the bits of your everyday life you know and won't be able to appreciate anymore. There's a part of you nagging at you, insisting that things can't stay, can stay the same, but it's too late. You've already packed, and that, and all, all that's left is adios. Hmm. And I think that perfectly describes the feeling of this game. This is like one last tour of the house before you move like everything's packed and you're just basically walking around the house reminiscing over about what? over the past over the past but there's no going back from this point and it's it's also kind of depressing in terms of uh the main reason why the farmer doesn't want to be um, this uh, disposer for bodies and the mob anymore. And the entire game is you and this hitman just going around the farm, having discussions about the past and slowly revealing information as to why you want to stop. And the hitman's like, hmm. he's he's trying his hardest to convince you. Like, no, like you don't simply stop working for the mob. Like, it doesn't work like that. Like, once you're in, you're in. That's it. 
the only other option is dead. You're dead, and that's it. And the, the farmer's like, I understand. And it's like, but I, I want out. And it's just, you know, you, the farmer, and this hitman just talking about life, and the hitman's just like, come on, man, I, I, I don't want to lose you. Like, you're a good guy and all that sort of stuff. And this is when I start going to some spoiler territory. So if you don't want any spoilers for Adios, then uh, I will limit my spoiler talk for the next 10 minutes starting in about five seconds. So if you don't want spoilers, five, four, three, two, one. All right. So the farmer, um, he his wife died. Well, died per se i'm pretty sure uh it's not clear whether she's dead but what happened is Mm -hmm. wife started suffering from alzheimer's and like it was getting to the point where she didn't recognize him most days uh she would just be absolutely petrified because she's in a place she doesn't know and all that sort of stuff even though she's lived there for years and it's driving you and your son's relationship apart plus you and your wife's relationship apart and you're just like i can't handle i I can't look after her as much as i want to i don't have the resources to give her the treatment she needs so he ends up putting her in a home uh, and basically going to visit her in the home and the son just sees that as like an attack, like you you couldn't do it, you couldn't handle her, so you threw her away. Yeah. And it sort of drove their relationship apart. And uh like you you gave her the best home you can get because you've got mafia money. You've got you're getting paid like absolute bucks, but nothing was good enough for you, your wife, or your son. The wife was still suffering. There's nothing they could do about that. I can't remember if she did actually pass away or if she's just stuck in the home, but the son straight up just hates your guts because he only sees this sort of black and white. You couldn't take care of her. You didn't love her. Thus, you did this. And so he's been doing this mafia job for 15 years and he's just like, I can't take anymore. Like, Everyone I love around me is being pushed away. Um, I'm all alone on this ranch by myself doing this bad stuff. I can't take anymore. I just want to die. I can't handle living anymore. And instead of just going around, it's like going the suicide route. He's like, I don't want to be your guy. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm not doing this for you anymore. And then they can do what they choose to do. Yeah, so the hitman is voiced by DC Douglas, who is the modern voice for Wesker in Resident Evil. Hmm. Um, and as I said, the and voice is that acting what, is that specific one—the one that kind of tipped you off into no hearing about it. No, um, I heard about it, but the the fact DC Douglas does it is not what sold me. It's like the voice acting is incredible. Like one of the best voice actings. And I think it is very like, like very well done. It makes a very believable relationship between the farmer and the hitman. And it, it's great. And also, so basically the whole plot of the thing is you walk around doing chores around the farm 
with this hitman reminiscing about stuff and all like your hobbies and passions and the reasons why you want to stop what being this uh, body disposer. And spoiler alert, you die in the end. Like there's nothing else that can be done. Like the hitman has to come and kill you and he fucking doesn't want to do it. But he knows that if this is the road you go, then there's nothing else. Like he's going to be, his hand's going to be forced and he's going to not only like lose like a best part of their job, but lose a good friend in the process. So it comes down to a dynamic of like, this farmer wants to die. He's very suicidal, but can't go through with it. But he doesn't want to keep doing this business because he sort of turned towards religion in hoping that he could see his wife, that hopefully like they can see each other in peace on the other side. And that's the, and it's not even convincing for him. He's not even convinced that this is what's going to happen, but it's all that he has. Yeah, he's it's, he's it's, doing it much more just out of not even not even a hope. It's just he's going, all right, I'm choosing to fool myself in to this to try and not, get at some kind of false escape. It's not even so much like he's choosing to fool himself. He wants to believe it, but he can't convince himself entirely. Yeah. And like there's a uh, phone call that you have with your son and it does this thing was basically like, oh, so um, you get multi-choiced uh, responses that you can do to some of your things. So you can press one for X, two for Y, or Fred for, three for Z. But the first time I play through it, so I think I have to play through it again to get to our select these options, or I think this may be a, a narrative uh decision in which it gives you two other options but you can't choose them so it's just like um for for example the son would be like you put her in a home you didn't love her anymore because of the alzheimer's so you put her in a home and option one which is the only selectable option is i had to there was nothing else i could do option two was you don't understand she would wake up screaming fearful of me and it it's it's ruining our relationship and things like that so it's like it looks like things he wants to say but can't because either and that's what i want to take it as like it looks like things that the farmer wants to say to his son but he can't because like either one thing or the other and so it's like and when the son's like why are you calling me it's like you like you barely call me. Why are you calling me now? And the option is like, I just want to talk. And then the other options which you can't select is like, I'm going to die, or this is my final goodbye. And like that as a narrative thing, like I think it's fucking fantastic because it's like the struggle of wanting to tell someone like what's really going on, but you can't. Because not only like would they not understand? But especially questions like that, you're endangering your son. And that's not what you want. And then, like, you're also surrounded by uh, other people in the uh, county, other farmers who are all committing suicide because of, like, loneliness or 
like they go through this one story about how this uh, really rich guy, really big and rich guy, uh, was super keen on the farmer's wife. Um, but she wasn't interested in him. She was interested in this farmer guy. And this rich guy was just like, but I've got money. Like, what's the problem? And it's like, well, it's not about money. To the point where she then marries the farmer. So that rich guy decides to build a farm like right across from theirs. But make put like a big ass fucking mansion on it as a sort of like, this is what you're missing out on. Yeah, this like, is what, this you, is what you could have. have. Fuck you. Please you And he lived in it and ended up committing suicide because of he was just so lonely. Like he had this big mansion, had all this money, had everything, but was ultimately lonely in the end. And like even like with the game, like before, after you tell the hitman, like, no, this is what's going to happen. I'm quitting. I know what you're going to do, and that's fine. I will leave the door unlocked. And ultimately what happens is, like, you go around your house, you listen to some music records, you cook yourself a meal, uh, you grab a shotgun, you put the shotgun on the table, and you leave the front door unlocked. And you sit at the table and you can hear the hitman, like, arguing with someone about like it sounds like that he doesn't want to do this, but he's been for his hand is forced. And then you hear the door open, and like the hitman just walks in, puts the gun up, and shoots you. Like there's no discussion. He you, you can tell it in the action that this is not what he wanted to do. But just between and the I acting think- and the voice, uh, between the acting and the voice acting of the previous stuff. Like it get it gets everything across properly. Yes, as so like it is not so much, not so much like a gameplay thing. But if you just want a good story, if you want a believable like story with great narrative, like this is the person I can't remember um, the guy behind it, but. He basically had like a massive Twitter thread about uh, narrative design in games, uh, and how modern games these days are just sacrificing like actual game narrative for the sake of like big banks and all that sort of some cheap, cheap shit. And like he, whatever games he make, he like as I said, like this game is fucking fantastic. It's like twenty dollars on Steam. So he's only got this game on Steam. Um, I gotta try and remember who the guy is because I really adios uh, game because I really want to give him a shout. Well, so much of a shout out, but um, adios uh, Twitter. Well, the like, development studio is mischief. Yes. Um, but I want to find out the guy who did adios because. He, he, on Twitter, he's like Doc something. Uh, can't seem to find it, but yeah, it's... He basically goes on this thing about... I think he... I'm trying... Doc Squiddy, I think he is. Yeah, Doc Squiddy uh, did Hard Space Shipbreaker and Paratropic 
which is a horror, a narrator horror game, which I want to do for the channel for Oz Slays. Um, because that game is like, looks really fucked up. And also like this guy has like sold beyond his narrative design. Uh, but yeah. His environmental storytelling is fucking phenomenal. As I said, like, the game's fucking great in terms of, like, it's not, it's kind of hard to call it a game per se, because it definitely is a game, but it's not a game in the sense of, like, uh, I, I don't want to, like, misspeak here, but, like, it's not so much a game as it is a narrative, an interactive narrative uh, story. More than it is a game. Like obviously, it is an interactive game. Like you are playing a game. You are doing things in the game, like small tasks and stuff like that. But it's more of a story. Think of it as like a. Oh, I don't even want to call it a, a, a visual novel because it's more than that. But it focuses on its story, with the gameplay as like a bit of topping to further enhance the story. But yes, uh, Adios is a fucking great story, uh, and definitely check it out if you got if you got the coin. It's like twenty five dollars on Steam. Um, but how long? How, I think it took me about an hour, hour and a half to beat. So, like, it it really all depends on what what you consider uh, value for your dollars. Like, because this is a definitely a great story. It's going to sit me for a while. So I think it's worth the money, but others may be different. But I right, say, so if you can check it out, then definitely do that. Um, and the last game, that's right. Um, I finally beat uh, Dot Hat slash slash GU. Uh, well, the free games. Uh, I bought this game in like, what, 2018 and only just beat it like a month ago <laughs> uh, because I kind of didn't understand what I was getting myself into. Oh, uh, that's right. Because that was a huge. Um... <laughs> so the, like the dot hack series is yeah. ginormous. No, no, the, the dot hack series is ginormous, but this is uh, the first, uh, first or not first, the uh, free uh, GU dot hack GU games plus a fourth side story on the end it's a shorter much a shorter version i've been told but it's like a uh after the fact story uh like a dlc almost um but yeah i i bought the game and i'm like yeah okay i'll play this game not realizing like it's free actual fucking games <laughs> but oh you thought it was like a one. three piece like a three chapter game rather than i've i it didn't sort of click into my head that these are like, like it took me about how long did it take me to beat? Uh, 62 hours to beat. Uh, that's all three games. I haven't beaten the fourth game yet, so I still have to go through that. But like, I don't know. I really like this hack GU story that I'm, I'm going to go check out the, uh, the dot hack quarantine outbreak mutation and infection games as well. Uh, because I I really enjoyed this story. It's pretty much I I would say um, this is pretty much the foundations that um, 
oh, Sword Art Online and games like that base themselves on. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game does it better, much better than Sword Art Online. Um, even though with Sword Art like the games handle the whole online, this whole uh, MMO well tied to actual like the lives of people a lot better than Sword Art Online did in the sense like Sword Art Alliance is like oh people literally died because of this you, you feel um, Sword Art like, Online was much more superficial is that what you're trying to say yeah and- in, the ter- in the terms of like Sword Art Online was like people's died for this but they're just gonna jump back in why not whereas the game doesn't do that per se the game doesn't go oh people are dying and people are locked in as well it's like no like people are falling to comas in which they're unable to link back to this world but the admins and all sort of stuff know something's going wrong and so it's having like with sort out in line the stakes are like fucking through the roof your life is on the line you die here you die for real but in HackGU, it, it raises the stakes in-game with a uh, like a, a ripple effect that happens outside the game. So it's just like, hey, this world is breaking down. Uh, people's lives are at stake, but they don't know it. Like this world can like collapse and shit like that. People can actually die from this, but no one's actually died yet. Right. Were you trying to prevent that? People can die, and we're trying to make sure that never happens. Yes. So they're Mm. finding a way to sort of like kill people. No, not so much, but it's not even like an evil mastermind hacking the game. No, it's actually just something within the code. Something's in the code in this in this universe that's something. Mm, it's kind of like an error but it's something malicious that's not human is affecting it there is no uh like motivation behind this thing per se as it just wants to take control and a side effect of that is people die it doesn't understand that but it's doing it anyway and some of the characters are super fucking like adorable. Uh, the one thing I don't understand, <clears throat> or I do understand, but the game is trying to convince me otherwise, is that the main reason the main character is doing this whole shindig throughout the games is because of one of his friends was affected, uh, Shino or Shinu or something like that. I can't remember her name. They he literally brings it up every now and then, but. Uh, she is attacked and falls into a coma. She's intact in game and falls into a coma in real life. Uh, and he's trying to figure out how to bring her back. And it's somehow tied to this game. So he keeps bringing it back up. He's all like, I I want Shinu. I want this chick and yada, yada, yada. And they literally give you a character that is identical to this character in every single way. Like in appearance, um, or except for personality. Personality is different, but this character shares the exact same character model as his friend that's in a coma. Oh. And it's just like, 
for the first game, he's like super mean to her because all she does is remind him of his friend who's in a coma. And then like they start like warming up to each other sort of thing. And then at the end of the game, it's just like, even the game's just like, oh man, I really love you. But now I like Adley, which is this other character that shares the exact same player model, but is green instead of black. And uh, yeah, I like this character better because the game doesn't sell me that. Um, fuck, I can't remember his. Yeah, it's been a while since I've mm. r- spoken his name. Um, but the main character, uh, it, it the main character in Shino, uh, like. Th- that relationship is only told through flashbacks every now and then. And, I'm, and it gets to a point where I'm like, uh, like, yeah, I know. I, I know he cares, but like, I've been through more shit personally with, uh, Adley, which is the other character. So obviously I'm invested in this character over anything yeah, else. It's like the entire, the entire story was kind of you trying to save the first character but you as a player and I guess as a character have been through more with the second character. But by the time you hit the end and you've saved the first character, you're kind of like, well, we saved you and that's good. But you're yeah. not my main yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like the goal is to uh, to be like to... Haseya. Haseya is the name of the main character. Uh and yeah, Shino or Shinu is your love interest, but they don't sell that relationship all too well. They sell the relate the relationship between Adelie and Haseo more than Shino. And even the third game realizes this, where Haseo's like next to Shino, and Shino's like, Yeah, I know, just go to her. <laughs> He's like, Alright, cool, bye. <laughs> So yeah, uh, but yeah, I finally beat that, and I'm really interested in the other hack games, which I'm going to get right on once my TV is fixed. Uh, did I tell podcasts about my super duper fucking deal TV? You did not. You did not. Oh, well, long story short, I was looking for a second controller, uh second PlayStation 4 controller so I can play my Steam Link in my room without having to take my controller from my PC to my room every fucking time and reconnecting it. And on the Facebook marketplace, someone was selling a uh, Sony Bravia 4K Ultra HD 120 Hertz TV, 55 inch, and I'm just for 200 bucks. And I'm sitting going, what's wrong with it? And they said something about uh, it has a backlight issue in which, like, after about an hour or so of play, it will just shut off and flash some lights at you. And I'm oh, just like, okay. I, I remember this. And then you're like, I'll take it. And you went and got the one missing part fixed for not much. So so, uh, so I see on the ad they've written 500. And then on the actual ad itself, it has 300 crossed out and then 200 so i'm like it's not selling i'm gonna go check this out and it that's the thing like i turned it on like i went i'll take it for 100 and like yeah sure 
because by the looks it wasn't selling and these people were fucking rich these these people lived up in the the fanciest parts of my city and they had like pinball machines and stuff they just wanted to get rid of it they said like they took it to a tv repair place and they were charging them like 800 something dollars stupid and like yeah nah fuck that we'll just sell as is and uh so i take it home and it runs fucking perfectly fine just as long as in like low power mode and like fuck yeah like ultra hd 4k all that fancy shit for a hundred bucks and then a month later uh disaster struck in which turn on the tv and will just turn instantly off and flash lights at me so i'm like okay it was too good to be true how much is it going to cost me to get it fixed call a few places two hundred dollars like that it like yeah two hundred dollars done Fuck yeah. All right, take that. So I got a, what was it, like $1,700, $1,500 TV for like $300 total. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So I'm, I've been playing my PlayStation 3 because like PlayStation 3 games just look so much better just being on a Bravia, Sony Bravia TV. And I think they know that. I think Sony knows that. I think that's the intention. Uh, so yeah. So I'll wait for that. And then I'm going to play the hack GU on my PlayStation 3. Uh, other than that, pretty much just playing uh, hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. Uh, they reset or rejig the uh, take and hold score system. So I have to redo my scores. And I'm pretty much top 10 in the world in most categories, um, or at least top 50 for all categories. That's pretty impressive. In the world. So, so fucking... Lock up your schools, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Got the next school shooter right here. It's not. We can't keep guns like that in Australia. No. Don't don't worry. I'm not going to shoot up a school. If if for, I have for to legal explain. reasons, that was a joke. Yes. But then wait till someone decides to clip it out of context. I'm going to shoot <laughs> up a school. I was like, yeah, I said that, Judge. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> okay. So, uh, now that you've finished spending three hours talking about 13 Sentinels, do we have time to talk about anything else? Yes. Uh, We'll we'll just cut it down to... Significantly uh, less than was planned. Well, one, (laughs) two, three articles are like, ha, that's cool, and one article's like, fuck. Okay. So, we'll start with the... We'll start with the... uh, Quick articles. Um, GameStop start is now selling GPUs for some fucking reason. Uh, okay. Of course, I don't know no GPUs to be sold, but yeah. they're now selling There's GPUs. There's no GPUs to be sold, so why? Can and also, Reggie. Them? Reggie left. Reggie? Reggie. You know Reggie from Nintendo? No. Yeah, Reggie's been gone for a while. No, Reggie left GameStop. Oh, I, he, I knew he nothing was on the about board. any of this. So Reggie was on the board of directors for GameStop. Uh, pretty much after he'd done with Nintendo, he went to the board of directors of GameStop and then he left. Yeah. Now he's left. Now he's left. So he's, he's finally done with their shit. I think he, he was just waiting for that stock price to go up. Like, I think there was something behind the scenes there, Reggie. Come on, man. No one, no one dives into a sinking ship like Reggie did, just parachutes in and then parachutes out. (laughs) (laughs) Reggie seems the kind of guy to pull a parachute on a sinking ship and for some reason it takes flight. 
I don't know, go figure. But it did. He got out and he got out richer. Um, so, yeah, GameStop selling GPUs for some fucking unknown reason. Does that mean EB Games will sell GPUs? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Uh, but the, the important part is, can I now pre-order the GPU? I'm pretty sure you can, but we're not going to have the GPUs. That's the worst part. Yeah, because like GPUs are the only thing you realistically need to pre-order because there's no, fucking no stock of them. Yeah, and that's the fucky thing. Like, we're, there's a silicone shortage worldwide. Thus, why like cards aren't being made. But then Nvidia's going out and making cards dedicated to miners. Yeah. Which they shouldn't be doing. Which is stupid because they made the regular cards and then put like a hash limiter on the cards and then accidentally release an update which bypasses that hash limiter. What? Yeah. Questionable decisions so they're were just made. Morons or yes. yes. They said they they put hash limiters on the cards to stop bots. Uh, from buying it for mining. And then they released a series of cards for bit mining specifically with no video out and all that sort of stuff. It's literally just for bit mining. And then they accidentally released an update in which bypasses the uh, hash limiter. And it's just like, so all those cards you made for fucking Bitcoin miners are useless because they can't be resold because they're only for bit mining. Only bit miners will buy that, not gamers. And then you made the cards for gamers for bit miners again. Like, it's fucking stupid, but it is what it is. That's why I'm hoping, like, AMD have something that will, like, at least help with, um, you know, getting stock out there to people who actually want like graphics cards not just like bit miners or fucking scalpers mm. because that's I think bit miners aren't so much the issue more of scalpers because scalpers are created like an artificial uh, what's the term I'm looking for they basically buy up all the stock and then sell it for fucking an artificial shortage yeah that's it they're creating an artificial shortage and now we have scalpers going out saying like nah we're we're doing this for the better. We're doing this for the every everyday man who wants to sell their graphics card for more than they paid for it. We're trying to help the little guy. And then everyone just points and laughs at the scalpers going, you are a fucking idiot. Like you are an absolute dumbass saying, oh, no, we're doing this for the little guy. No, you're not. Who buys a fucking graphics card, sells it for three times its price and going, that's helping you guys out. No, you're fucking not. Not at all. Go suck a dick. Go suck my dick. <laughs> you don't seem very happy about this, but that said, no one's been happy with NVIDIA for well, quite a while. Well, I want to buy a new... I want uh, to buy a, a 3080, but I'm not going to pay fucking exorbitant prices for it. So I'm going to yeah. have to wait. But and, I'm going to be waiting for a very and long scalpers time. scalpers have both just been on people's fucking shit list for a while. Yeah. For a and while, d- fucking wasn't there that also that stupid news article that came out with like on the side of the scalpers? 
no, 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 it wasn't on, it the, wasn't side on the, the side of the scalpers. It was a news article going, the scalpers think we should think of the scalpers because we're hurting their feelings. Like, yeah. it was a sarcastic <laughs> they were article. painting scalpers in a bad oh, okay, light. Yeah. There's a, oh, the scalpers think we're painting them in a bad light. I'm like, what other fucking light is there? The only light that's shining on you through a fucking dingy crack in some cracked den basement, and you and that's the only light you're getting, and you're saying, nah, this light, you need to be doing better. You need to give me a nice-looking spotlight because we're helping you guys. Yeah, the only and light around is the one. And then someone's pissing on them from the roof, and they're like, why are you pissing on me? That's fucking annoying, but yeah. Um, so fucking PC, uh, GameStop selling GPUs is stupid. Fucking video. Um, fuck scalpers more. GameStop can do their thing. I forget they <laughs> exist Bitcoin most miners. of the time. Uh, so second one, uh, Stalker Two released a video of some work in progress stuff that's never going to be in the game. Neat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's the one thing. Teeth. That's the one thing I see. That's the one thing I see. Is like, wait, why do you I know they're not going to be in the? Uh... It's because one, the the amount of detail that's going to the stuff, like the people behind Stalker, do not have the money to make an engine efficient enough to run this smoothly. It's going to be removed. Like they are going to be removing these features anytime soon. Yeah. If before, like as I said, I treat trailers of games more as like a proof of concept is like, oh, that game exists. Anything I see in the trailer is subject to change and nine times out of 10 does change. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen enough cyberpunk to know where this is going. We've, we've been around the industry long enough to realize that the trailer is almost always a lie. We've all seen like, Anthem. We've seen well, trailers. So many. Like, so, so many. Yeah. As I said, not all of them. Nine times out of ten they are. But every now and then we see a trailer which is like, okay, no, that's actually in the game. Cool. Mm. But this work in projects trailer, they've got so fucking high detail just in the teeth alone. I'm like, these features are just going to get removed for the sake of performance. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the guns are, like, super modular and all that sort of stuff with, like, high refracting light, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, yep, that's going to get removed. It's one thing that's been really obvious because I've been looking at Skyrim modding again recently, right? There are specific, like, one of the people I follow that creates mod lists. There's a, there's a pro- relatively new... I don't actually know how new it is. I only found out about it recently, and I only think it came out recently. A program called Wabberjack, which is effectively an automated mod list installer. Mm-hmm. Makes life a lot easier for people who, you know, don't want to do modding themselves or don't want to be pat- doing all the patching and all that stuff and just want to get into playing. Um, but one of the creators I follow has basically got three mod lists, right? And they're all for different things. One of them is just like, you know what? Anyone who wants not safe for work mods, go in there, see those channels and fuck off. <laughs> just do that I've got Wait, you your own a- little corner stay in your corner and then he's got the main one he works on and then he's got another one that was that is entirely designed for taking screenshots because the ones you want to take good screenshots for don't run if you want to yeah, have don't. all the quest mods and all the like like you're saying it's it's a balance and 
at that level of detail you were describing from the trailer, it's not going to stay. There's no way it's going to stay. Yeah. So you also got to remember these. this company made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in their 25 years of gaming, of the 25 years of game development. And the only popular games uh, is the Stalker series, Call of Pripyat, Clear Sky, and Shadows of Chernobyl. Everything else is kind of unheard of, like Cossacks, Cossacks 2, Cossacks 3, and Heroes of Annihilated Empires. Like Heroes of Annihilated Empires came out in 2006, only has 300 reviews on Steam. Huh. <laughs> Stalker Shadow Chernobyl has over 16,000. Like Cossacks has 1,000. Cossacks 2 has 200. Cossacks 3 has 6,000. Like there's no way that these people can make an engine efficient enough to run this high level detail while having the game playable state in a playable state. And I see that and going, cool, I'm not going to be out of, this is not going to be in the final game. Just release a gameplay trailer, like actual in game, not in engine in game. Like, if that gameplay trailer runs at like 15 FPS, I'll believe it. <laughs> if they are running, it's like fucking when the Switch trailer for um, what's that fucking shitty fighting game? Uh, Jump Force. The Switch trailer for Jump Force came out and is running like 10 frames a second. I'm like, I believe it. I believe that is what's actually you're going to see. Like everything in that trailer, I believe, because that is running at a frame rate that I think that game would be running at for <laughs> Switch. So, like, if they were to show all, it's like, if they were to go, like, hey guys, we have two trailers for you. Both of them are identical in terms of content, but performance is different. One trailer uh, has, is running but with most of the features features stripped out and the other trailer is running with all the features in and just see those frame rates and just go, which one do you want? <laughs> like this, I want them, this is the max graphics the- and this is the minimum graphics. Make your choice. It's, yeah. It's like, do you want these features or do you want consistency? And I'm sitting there going, like, dude, I'm not going to care about the fucking unique grin of some fucking slav, slav, slavic motherfucker down the road. I'm going to see him once go, hmm, yes, you got a quest for me? No? Okay, you're dead. I want your stuff. Cool, bye. And I'm going to sit there going, man, them fucking pearly whites. I'm really happy the developers put these pearly whites in because I don't fucking care. Like, yes, you can do it for sort of realism, but leave that as, like, an option, not, like, a part of the game. And even then, I got the feeling that's not going to be a part of the game in the full game because they're going to be running that shit and just be like, yeah, too much too much processing power needed. We can't do this. 
And so, like, I don't even trust full fucking fledged AAA uh, like development teams from like any like Bungie, uh, Blizzard, Activision, like any of that shit. I don't even trust them with high amount of detail shit because even them, I don't believe can like their engines can run efficiently. Like Doom, like the id software engine that they're using is probably the most efficient engine I've seen. And that could run some high quality shit. Yeah, um, I, I but remember even then it's not Doom 2016 when that came out, everyone, and that includes me, was fucking raving about the fact that it ran on literally everything. Like the people yeah. the people that made that game optimized it so incredibly well. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Which is great. And then it comes down to like I remember seeing a video. It's just like, oh, let's uh, get Doom running at a thousand FPS. And I went, all right, let's have a look at this. And I think I screenshotted it somewhere, in which, like, I was looking at. Here it is. So they're trying to run Doom Eternal at a thousand FPS. Uh, <laughs> the game is in seven twenty is in twelve eighty by seven twenty p resolution. All right, so that's not too bad. Uh, they have a core i7 9700K of a GTX 2080 Ti running Vulcan of HDR off. They were doing, like, if it was at, like, 1080p at 1,000 frames per second, that's a feat. But when you're running it at 720p try and you're barely getting a 1,000 frames per second... Miss me with that shit, because that's not even worth it. Well, I I and reckon people, that's fine just out of the proof of a they hit a like a thousand FPS. Yeah, but like it doesn't. It's like oh, we hit a thousand FPS. I'm like yeah, it's seven twenty p. No one cares. Fucking people care less. Like people caring less about ten eighty p these days. I I was still fan of the ten eighty p. Ten eighty p is good. But if you're running Doom at 720p at 1,000 FPS, then are you even living? Like, you're not. <laughs> but, yes, that's uh, Stalker's many features that are never coming to, uh, to the actual Stalker. game. Uh, quick mention, uh, the world's best XCOM player, uh, as quoted here, uh, be XCOM enemy within or unknown? Uh, uh, you, it's, um, I think it's enemy within. Enemy well, uh, unknown and within. Enemy within was the expansion to XCOM One, correct? Oh well, yeah, enemy yes. unknown and enemy within. So essentially, enemy within because it covers both. Yeah, well, enemy yeah. unknown, uh, XCOM enemy unknown was the base game, and XCOM enemy within was the later one. The same, the same one as yeah. we were talking about, Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. Like Darker is, yeah, yeah. is the full game, but it covers the full game and the yeah, expansion yeah. and the DLCs yeah. integrated. It's it's basically enemy within is the DLCs integrated into the main yeah. story. <laughs> Um, so he beat that without taking a death in which I want to see how he handles that fucking chrysalid ship because I want to, I want to know how fuck you can do that chrysalid ship without losing a single member. Yes. Uh, all, all the chrysalids miss their attacks. There's no, <laughs> that, that no, Malay attack can't miss. I don't think they can grace. No, they can. They can. 
They can. Yeah, but Which very, very yeah, rarely. A, I, yeah. I know they've They'll at least got like a very a 70 high to stat. 80 percent chance to hit. But I've but definitely, yeah. I've, I've personally seen melee attacks miss before. But yeah, like I want to see that mission being done. It's literally in three parts by the looks of it. Yeah, there's, there's oh. a. Hellish, oh no, there's multiple parts. There, there's a hellish mission that I don't remember the name of. Um, in the first XCOM, uh, mm-hmm. where you're first introduced to chrysalids, and what I mean, it's like you're actually first in- introduced. Chrysalids don't spawn into the game until you start that mission. Yeah, like it seems like Jaden was watching me play that mission and it seemed well, no, very manageable. Remember, until I specifically it wasn't. said, when you get a mission on the docks, tell me. Because I'd played through yeah. the mission and Kenny didn't know about it. And yeah. I'm like, I and want to like, see you do this. Yeah. And I got fucked. I No one survived that mission. I'm just like, what the fuck just oh, happened? Oh, man, that was a bad dream. <laughs> what a bad dream to have. Let's do that again. <laughs> Because I got fucked hard. Like, I like I don't... I, it's like PTSD thinking about those chrysalids. Like, I was just talking about fucking a, uh, a Tyranid uh, model, which looks just like a chrysalid, and the first thing that ha- came to my mind was the docks. Like, anytime I hear, see, hear, or think of chrysalid, it's the docks. And I will never be the same again. Fuck that mission. I want to see how he did it. I want to see how the world's best XCOM player would do it. I I, I want to do another run through of XCOM too because that's like a really I don't know I really enjoy that game. Except I probably want to do like a a Iron Man run this time. But yeah, so he beat the game uh, without losing anything yeah no soldiers or missions or anything no soldiers no missions no items or anything uh oh and i love that so much Mm. when when he looks at when you look at the video where he's got it right normally it's just early abduction let's play here's the mission watch this episode and more at the start of that mission he says council mission site recon one of two do not watch if you haven't played this do it yourself first Oh, he knows. <laughs> Even he's oh, it's an yes, it's fucking but, awesome. Yeah, he's quite in this run. I should have or could have lost a whole squad in a very early mission where I more or less played it really badly. But just out of luck, I didn't lose anyone. <laughs> so yeah, uh, go check out that video. I've seen like one part and it looks fairly interesting, but like he gives like a very detailed explanation about what he's doing and why he's doing it, which is great for people who want to know how, how the game works. But as I was saying to these guys before, it's like when it comes to XCOM after playing XCOM two. So when I did my XCOM series run, I started with XCOM two and then moved to XCOM one for a story reason only. And that is, because in XCOM 2, it starts off as you lost. You lost the you lost in XCOM 1, and this is the end result. But in my head canon, I went, the aliens came and conquered. We took back and won at the end of XCOM 2, and XCOM 1 is just maintaining that win. <laughs> and that's my head canon. 
And that's how I played it. But ever going back to XCOM 1 is very difficult because the quality of life stuff they introduced in yeah, XCOM like 2. Yeah, like XCOM 1 is significantly slower, just time between turns and things like that. Yeah. And just terms like customization as well. And the fucking... Uh, the Chosen are also like fucking really cool to fight. Uh, so now we're going to move on to our main story mm-hmm. in which... Uh, yeah, but that, that person is Zemelth. Z-E-M-A-L-F. Zemelth. Slow-paced, occasionally thoughtful, uh, thoughtful Let's Play videos. He's got about 50K. He's doing pretty well. Better but, than uh, us. Yes. Um so our big story is a report that the PS3, Vita, and PSP stores are, will be permanently closed in a few months. Um, essentially, uh, a few people... or The reason why this story is getting circulated around a lot is because um, a lot of people are verifying that the sources this, this information came from are credible. Like, uh, credible enough to be believed, per se. Um, but, yes, uh, PlayStation uh, are planning, according to this report, to close the PS3, PSP, and PS Vita stores, in which, if this is true, what a fucking mistake. Like, you are literally wiping like the history of a whole bunch of games just off. And it also just feels really weird. Like, yeah, sure, they're not popular consoles necessarily, but there's still some. Like, if this is the case... I think on top of that, considering... I don't know. I I think choosing to do that will drive... Emulation and piracy up on those specific well, things, thing, like- right? Because if people people now, it's quite possible they'd be sitting there going, you know, I'll wait a bit, get a cheap PSP or whatever, and then get it at some point. But as soon as mm. you close those stores, that option's not available. So they just go, ah, oh, fuck it. I guess I'll just. Well, this is the thing. Because they don't have like, another choice. Like, PS Vita games, from what I've seen, PS Vita and PlayStation 3 emulation is horrid from what I've seen. Like, PS3 still has a long way to go. PS Vita uh, is not really that much of a scene because it's not that popular of a console. And people who do like PS Vitas or like the games of PS Vitas have a PS Vita. And there's not really much demand for emulation in it. So PS Vita and PS free uh super hard to sort of do unless you have a modded console in which like you can play all those games like i've got a modded ps3 and a ps vita so every single game from the ps3 backwards i can play i don't have to worry about the stores because if you close these stores playstation 4 and 5 they don't play a lot a of they can't play a lot of PS3 games. They can they can't play PS2 or PS1 games at all. You are essentially wiping PSP, PS Vita, and PlayStation 1 games and majority of PS3 games right off. Like, what does this mean for 
people who already own games on these consoles. Like I own a whole bunch of stuff on PS3. I own a whole bunch of stuff on my Vita, like actually own paid money for. Like if they close the stores, I like from history, you can't re-download them. You can't re-download your games. Oh, so even if you've bought them, you can't re-download them because you need to download them from the store. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna piss a lot of people off if it's true. Granted, and granted, you said it was a leak, but it was a leak from some from a reliable. Uh... Yeah, and I said like multiple people confirmed that this is a reliable source that these are coming from. That's why this article has been such a big thing. Like people are taking it as truth because this person who has leaked this information has had very credible leaks in the past. Um, but yes, it, it comes to like, cause when the Wii shut off their servers and the Wii U shut off their server, I think the Wii U shut off their servers, that was it. The games you had, uh, downloaded, that was it. You can't download the stuff again. And this leads back to the preservation of these games. Like if this is true and Sony do shut down these stores, they have to have some sort of preservation uh, system in place so that I'd be able to access these games in one way or another. Like, even if they were to sort of, like, conglomerate, I think is the correct term, all these stores into one separate store, which they don't have to, like, run. Because, obviously, like, these servers and these databases cost money to run. Mm-hmm. But to just get rid of them completely you're pretty much wiping all these games from anyone else ever getting some game. You're pretty much wiping from history and leads to only piracy because people are like, Hey, if I want to play parasite Eve two, I'm going to have to download a ROM because there's no legal way to purchase this anymore. It's like out same thing with me. It's like, Hey, look, I would love to buy these games from you guys. I would love to buy a parasite Eve, uh, one, from the PlayStation store, not available in my country. I would love to give you money to play this game, but you won't allow it to me. So you're making and it very hard for me to give you money right now. It's like, I would love to give you money, but unfortunately you just like, no, I don't want your money. We've had this, uh, not even no, I don't want your money. No, I don't want you to play this game. They're telling me, they're not saying, I don't want your money. They're saying, I don't want you to play this game, which is bullshit because I want to play the game because it's a good game. And they're like, no, don't. So I was like, fine, I'll just go online and pirate it. And that's why, like, my PSP, well, my, PS, my PS Vita is loaded up all the games I can't buy because you've given me no other option than to pirate it. Because I can't purchase this, like, I can't purchase it legally. I would love to give you money. I would love to support you guys. But you're saying no. And so, fuck yeah. I would just have to go back. Like, we've, we've, we've. I'm going to get it one way or another. You might as well make it legal. Yeah. Like, we've, we've talked about this plenty of times before. And I'm sure there's, there's other countries that have, um, similar issues. But here in Australia, there's lots of games that we just, and movies and TV shows that just we don't get access to. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know how updated these statistics were, but out of 
quote-unquote Western countries, Australia had one of the highest levels of piracy simply because it's so hard to access media here. Again, I don't know how up-to-date that information is. But I definitely know, like, the Game of Thrones, one of the Game of Thrones episodes was, like, the most pirated uh, episode and the majority of it came from Australia. And fucking surprise, surprise, it's because that episode wasn't accessible in Australia. In fact, that whole season wasn't accessible in Australia. It hadn't come to any services in Australia that we could access. Like, you could watch it on HBO. Cool. We can't get HBO in Australia. Like, it's just that simple. And it's like, hey, look, we want, like, if you give these people a perfectly legal outlet, people will use it. But when you give them no option, people will still get that product. And whether you like it or not. And it's one that's been noticed that again it's it falls back off with um what's it called? With the rise of people using VPNs and stuff like that. It yeah. started to and- drop down again because VPNs have become much more uh, popular as a mainstream tool. Yeah, it's all to get the stuff you want. Because, like, if we want HBO, we need to use a VPN to then pretend we're in America to get HBO. And it comes... And this is the weird thing. Like, Xbox, Sony's direct competitor, are doing the exact opposite in trying to preserve as much of the old games as they can, trying to port these games into a playable state on the more modern hardware. Whereas Sony, if this is to be believed... I've just decided to go, nope, go go away. And that kind of sucks because like growing up playing a lot of Sony stuff, I played, I had pretty much every console, but I always suck with the PlayStation because that had all the games that I really liked. I'm not a console fanboy. I prefer this. No, just give me something that I like to play. I don't care what console you're on. If I like it, then I'll play it. But since so PlayStation has been the home of the most of the game series which I love to play, then Sony's where I mainly stuck. But I my first official console, like we had a Sega and a, a Nintendo Entertainment System in our house. But my first official console was the PlayStation One, and dude, I I still play PS One games today on my Vita. I play Front Mission, Parasite Eve, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, like the fucking you name it, I've played it. Like, especially speaking of which, it was also in a new Soul Reaver, which was recently recently removed off Steam uh, because they are f- fixing the game per se, which is not removed off other storefronts, just only Steam for some weird reason. But like those games, like I I still play the PlayStation One games and. Like, if you gave me an outlet in which I can purchase these games, like, if I buy these games secondhand, that's not supporting a developer. That's supporting someone who's jacked up the prices way above how much they're actually worth. So, like, if I want to play Parasite Eve 1, like, on eBay, those things will fetch about, like, $150. And that supports the developer none because it's secondhand going straight to someone else. 
So I was like, hey, if you want to support the developer, then fuck yeah. Give me an outlet which I can pay for these games. But I'm not going to spend $150 because some guy thinks this game's worth that and it creates a sort of artificial market in which everyone yeah, just exactly. goes, I it's, think it's the game is worth this much. Spikes and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so I just did a little bit of uh, research. It's not, again, I can't double check and fact check from multiple different places, but from the bit I checked, around 2014, Australia was one of the largest piracy, like, again, one of the largest uh, percentage uh, of piracy in the Western world. And then mm-hmm. that started dropping in 2015. Do you know what else happened in 2015? VPNs. Netflix officially came to Australia. Oh, no shit. And then, oh, that's right. And Rupert Murdoch was having a mad cry. I remember that. And then piracy had been dropping every year since then. And then apparently the last bit of information I found, thats the last bit of information that seemed reliable that I found was early 2019 that was effectively going, it looks like the curve might be going back up due to the fact that a lot of people can't, with the amount of different streaming services and... um you know, everyone having their own, uh, you can only get this on this exclusives. You know, most people can't afford that, so they'll often choose one or two to support and pirate from the rest. On top of this, I believe Disney Plus was also not available in Australia back then. I don't know if it is now. I think it is. It is now. Yeah. Disney Plus um, is available now. But... Yeah, but having... Yeah, dividing but, but, all this content... It, that was entirely movie-related. But the thing is... Games have been having the same issue for ages. Um, I got no idea about music. But, yeah, uh, Australia's had a history of copy of uh, piracy. piracy. And, yes. It's almost like this country was founded on the ideology of criminals. And, yes. That is true. Um, you can still say it still happens today. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a hard ask. Like, I don't defend piracy, right? If you're going to give... Pe- but on the flip side, if you talk to a lot of people and the anime community in particular is really... Uh, is It's actually really noticeable on this. Almost everyone who starts watching anime starts watching it pirated. When they get interested, they'll see someone on TV, but when they start watching it, they'd start watching it pirated. And then when they've got some kind of in- enough disposable income that they can start putting it towards a site, that's when they'll start paying for it. And it is actually, you know, kind of a documented trend that in that enemy, that in that industry specifically, most people start off pirating and move into paying when they can. But that's a unique, uh, situation that yeah. a lot of other um, people don't do. Like, Spotify has changed the game in a lot of ways with uh, music, but it's it wasn't the same way with music, right? If people pirated, well, music, you know, mm. download stuff onto CD and burnt stuff onto CDs and whatever... That's generally what they'd do. They wouldn't go out and buy 
And, you know, when I was a lot younger, I didn't understand a lot of this. And I mean, a lot younger. Um, Mm. But, you know, it was very much of I could never see myself paying for music because I'd grown up having access to it, right? And, yeah, a lot of the music I had around was free, was, you know, legitimate stuff that had just been owned by my parents that had gone out and bought it, you know. But, you know, for quite a while I didn't understand, I guess, the value on the other side of the creators. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but... Yes, piracy varies industry by industry. And well, I'm not... But the point I was making about the anime industry was I don't... I'm not defending pirates. I understand some situations, like I was saying, a lot of people who watch anime, especially when they're younger, just physically don't have the income to support it. And so they'll choose to do what they can do. Right? Um, And in a lot of cases... um younger people pirating would be in a similar situation, right? They can't afford or they don't have expendable have income, income to, to kind of do it, yeah. that stuff. It's like, yes, ne- you know, Netflix is like 10 bucks a month, right? Which isn't much. But at the in same- In Australia, it's like $16 you know, a month. In Australia, it's 16 bucks a month. And at the same time, if you want entertainment- you know that's that's a hundred, what? That's almost a hundred and eighty a year here in Australia, and then, you know, if you're a student that's renting and sharing a house with three other people, and you know they're and students, this is all across the globe. You know, they're they're barely they're barely making things like rent and utilities, and just managing to eat three meals a day is not actually that common among students from what I've researched, mm. right? Oh, it certainly isn't common. Like, three meals a day isn't that common, and even the one or two meals people have aren't proper meals. It's instant ramen for three years. Um, You get what I mean? So even though it's only 10 bucks a month or 180 a year, that's a lot of money for people in those situations. So even though I don't condone, condone it, I do understand... Right? Um, but, of course, that's talking about having the option to do it. Like, if there's no reasonable way for us to access it legally, like you were saying, Kenny, right? You're going, if my choices are buy it secondhand for 150 bucks because they chose to shut their online store, which they had on Limited... Mm. No, that's they're choosing to withhold the product for no real reasonable for no reasonable reason, right? They're choosing to withhold that product. And so I don't it, have me, I don't have a moral mm. issue in that specific circumstance with pirating. But again, like piracy is not the be all end all. It's not something that should be done if you want to support developers. But, like, if it's been made, like, 
if piracy provides a better service, then it's providing a better service. If it's putting a service out there for for what I if I can't get a game officially, then technically piracy is providing a better service. And instead of me dumping $150 into a physical copy of a game, and then if I fucking ever decide to resell it, hope that I can make my money back or at least some money back off that, then no, I'm just gonna go to the to go get the ROM. Like it's that simple. Uh, yes, uh, it's it's a difficult it's, topic and one that we don't. We could have a full but, on debate about it, but not tonight. It's not even so much a debate; it's more of like discussion. What's your discussion. personal opinion? Really, more discussion. Mm. If if companies Which, go speaking, out of their way to make speaking, shit inaccessible to people, then piracy is fine in my book. Speaking of game accessibility, mm-hmm. um, I completely forgot, but the Taiwan—I'm pretty sure it's Taiwan-based uh, Red Candle—have uh, created their own storefront. Mm-hmm to be able to sell Devotion, which is the game that fucking got pulled because it had the Winnie the Pooh joke of the Prime Minister. Oh, right. That, what's they, his name? There was a Winnie the Pooh joke about the Chinese Prime Minister, and then that basically got banned from... I don't remember. It got banned from a lot of sales and taken off a lot of storefronts and then like taken off steam and then was it put back on steam and then it was it was put back on steam and and then removed from steam again and then it was uh cdpr said we're not removing it from gog and then they did yeah and then so red candle games decided to make their own storefront to sell devotion so i'm Um, going to be buying that fucking the original soundtrack is still on steam yeah, the soundtrack is, but that the game is that's game it. So yeah, uh, you can go to their website, which is shop.redcandlegames.com, and you can buy both Devotion and Detention, which are two fairly like Devotion is a game I've been wanting to play for a long time. It looks really great. Uh, Detention is a game I have played, and if it's not up on the channel, I know I've recorded a Oz Slays episode of it, so I will need to get around to fixing that. But yes, uh, Devotion, like Red Candles is like, since no one's going to ha- put our game on the storefront, we're just going to make a storefront and sell the game DRM free. So yeah, that's great. Nice. But other than that, I think we can uh, wrap this podcast up. Yeah. Uh, so on our channel, we have Code Vein is finally completed recording. So the episodes are going up, and the final episode will be up uh, relatively soon once I get the last of the footage from Jaden. Unfortunately, we're having issues with file sharing considering we live in different states. Yes. So we can't um, just USB it to each other. Worst comes to worst, carrier pigeon. No, worst comes to worst, we email a we, uh, email USB. Yeah. Email, email the USB. I was going to correct myself and then went, fuck it. I <laughs> continued nah, with my original thought. Just insert the USB to the computer, email the USB. Done. Um, now, we'll, yeah, we'll so- just, we are the home of the AFL. I'll find the nearest footy player and get it to just kick it to you. Kick a 50-yard goal? <laughs> Good luck. Just, just constantly kicking a 50-yard goal. 
but all the way to South Australia. Yeah, just just um, dribble it all the way. Or just no, it's just one, one long boot. But once, uh, say so you need you need to you need to score from the MCG to the main Adelaide Stadium. Yeah, and if you don't, then you're fired. You're shot. No, you're <laughs> shot. Your life's on it. They'll kick good if their life depends on it. Um. So yeah. Uh. Once Code Vein is done, we'll be doing a post-game discussion on Code Vein. We will. We will. Because that's something we've been talking about doing. Mm. It was basically just a recap and lots of stuff of the uh, thoughts of Code Vein because I've noticed we, we we have some thoughts, but we can't get it can't get all our thoughts out during the credits. Um, so that uh, Soma is almost done. Uh, Zero Time Dilemma should be completed soon in terms of uploading and Halo 2 or Halo 1 is still going up and Halo 2 will be going up soon. And then once all that's all done, um, I will be starting a new playthrough of Final Fantasy X. Yeah, yeah so we'll see you in 2025 when that's finished. Mm. Oh, no. So, as I said, Final Fantasy X runtime is shorter than Valkyria Chronicles 4. Huh. Yeah. It, it and that was like a year to complete this series. Yeah. And plus, it's, it's, uh, I really like Final Fantasy X, so there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, catch you guys. Bye.